0: Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Dan
1: Grief from Deliciously Guilt-Free. Now, before we get into that amazing conversation, we've just put together something really cool for you and it's totally free too. It's both cool and it's free. So you want to make more sales from your email marketing. We know that that's why you're listening to this show, but you can't make sales if people aren't clicking on the links in your emails. And that's hard to get more people to actually engage with your stuff and go and look at what you've got to sell. So we've put together 12 really creative ways that you can get more clicks from every email you send in a new download that we're calling click tricks great name it's yours free as a listener to this podcast today all you've got to do is head over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash tricks he's just built a five foot
0: theme park for his guinea pig crunchy it's comedy hypnotist robert temple
1: and he's learning his way around a golf racket it's psychological mind reader kennedy
0: Okay, has it got, what, swings in it, roller coasters, what's Crunchy gonna be hurtling around in a five foot? Where have you put it?
1: It's in the living room.
0: Oh, great, is that why you're not
1: in the living room? (laughs) (laughs) It's got, I mean, it's got all the mod cons that you want from a theme park. It's got uh, a shoebox with a little door cut into it. Uh, It's got uh, this little thing that's a bit like, it's got grass and soil in it, and you can go and sit in there and munch and dig for things. Mate,
0: mate, the theme parks you go to are shit. They're not finished. I don't like rides.
1: And of course, we did. We were lads who went a golfing, weren't we? We were golf
0: racketing it up, weren't we? I mean, it yeah. was an absolute delight. I think. I, I think there was a lot of. Well, I know there was a lot of dodgy looks. Like it was the, the really burly people there going, "Oh!" It's, and then there were four, and 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 <laughs> off it went. We were going bang, shit oh bollocks that was us. it was like which end do you like we were just being
1: daft Usually, we took our friend well we our friend alex took us and he's had a few more lessons he's had f- a few lessons we haven't not a few more he's had a few lessons <laughs> we had no lessons and uh, he did say that he was like basically three 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 pages ahead in the book than us and kennedy picked it up much faster than i did so when kennedy was explaining it to me i realized kennedy was like half a page ahead uh, from me so we're, we're getting there we're getting there we're definitely... we'll have to go and do it again <laughs>
0: well uh, this is the show we give course creators coaches and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology driven email marketing to be the email marketing hero of your business that means more sales more predictably and in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing wednesday
1: Now, mate, just because you've got the world's second biggest fan of email marketing wednesday joining us on this call doesn't mean you can get all excited about it it's just fucking wednesday okay
0: make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player because you don't want to miss out on this
1: Actually, while you're listening to this, we'd love you to do us a favor, and that is to screenshot the episode that you're listening to or take a photograph of it on whatever you're listening it on, listening to it on, and share it with us on Instagram. Tag us at Rob and Kennedy. We're getting really active on Instagram lately, you might have noticed. And so we'll share you to our Instagram story. We'll give you a bit of social media love. So go ahead and do that.
0: And we thought we'd tell you why so many people are switching to Keep for their email marketing automation, and they're sponsoring this show. So you see, we've been using Keep as our platform of choice for more than 12 years each and have four accounts between us because it allows you to manage your contacts, build amazing email automations and run your whole marketing and sales system in one place. With with I mean, especially with this really lovely, really swanky new user interface that they've got. It's so much more intuitive than ever. So go and see why we love it so much by actually getting inside, having a dig around inside for 14 days, totally free when you go and take a 14-day free trial over at emailmarketingheroes.com slash keep.
1: Yay, now let's get into it. We're joined today by the one and the
2: only Mr. Dan Grief. Hello, mate, how's it going? Happy My Marketing Wednesday, guys. It's oh, great no. to join in the celebration with you both. And uh, Rob's crying right now. I don't know why. It's but... annoying.
1: Kennedy's the, <laughs> Kennedy's the one with the mute fader for Dan. I haven't got the power to do that. So there's we're a reason gonna
0: have for that
2: one because you're mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dan, in case anybody in our audience doesn't know about you just yet, do you want to just give us a quick summary of uh, what is it? What is your business? What is it you do?
2: Yeah, so I run a gluten-free, keto, low-carb, low-sugar, in fact, virtually no-sugar bakery, and so we make cakes and sweet treats and things that won't spike your blood sugar. Wow, that's amazing. How long have you been doing that for? Okay, so I kind of have to remind myself, I was doing it for four years, and for about two years, it was painful, nighttime baking from my kitchen table, nobody buying from me, uh, teaching by day, doing various other jobs and stuff, and raising kids and a family, and then in lockdown, it all changed and the orders started coming in as e-commerce took off. And mm. now we've got um, the last almost two years, we've now got a staff and a premises and it's just completely changed almost overnight. It's been quite an amazing story.
0: That's incredible. So during that during that journey, at which, which point did you actually get started doing email marketing in that business?
2: Right. So something I just want to say before I go into that, the I think th- this is quite a big thing about me. I'm dyslexic, and I know you are as well, Kennedy. Mm. And for me, writing, especially publicly, is quite terrifying. So yeah. the idea of your marketing was the last thing I ever wanted to do, and I didn't appreciate it really until I met you guys and you know learned from this podcast. And so for me, I always thought it'd be like video on Facebook, Facebook groups, and then I got into um, paying for ads in January last year, and that really, really did well. But I kind of realized that, you know, this funnel model of just chucking money in one end and then hoping that customers stick, it's not sustainable. And if you look at all the Facebook updates as well, I suddenly thought I'm gonna have to change something here because if you're listening right now and you sell a product that's kind of worth less than like 30 quid like I do, you know, you're selling small amounts of food or whatever, your costs of Facebook are going up and up and up and up, and you realise the maths don't stack up. Eventually, it's going to break. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to have to do email. I'm going to have to rip that plaster off. And I'm, and I just literally put into um, I think it was uh, Apple Podcasts, you know, email marketing. And then I didn't think I put in Heroes, but lo and behold, two turned up. And um, and their podcast is all right. And then I found you guys. And uh, <laughs> see what I did there. And I thought, you know what, let's give it a try. And so that's that's why I came around to email marketing. I Before then, it was literally like probably what most people do right now listening to this. Most of us literally put like an email full of pictures and offers and loads of flashy buttons everywhere and say, buy this, buy this, buy this. And that's what it was like for me. And then it was only when I learned your techniques that I realized I really love email marketing. And I never thought I'd say that.
1: Hmm. that's amazing especially when when that dyslexia and, and struggle with writing publicly was like the biggest barrier up front to then look back at it and say that that that's really cool now as you started to dig into this it sounds like you found our podcast and stuff quite early on because heroes are like buses you wait for ages for one to come along and then two come along at once anyway <laughs> um uh, aside from that um what did your email marketing look like before you started just kind of using our stuff that you've learned from here and yeah. inside the league?
2: So every Friday, because we do like this special restock sale on a Friday evening, I'd just literally send out an email to say, This is what's on the restock, go and buy it, this is the price. You love it. Gif, 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 gif. And that was it, really. And then my wife would say to me, Why don't you do another one a week? So I'd say, Oh, it's too many. I can't email my list too many times twice a week are you crazy they will be unsubscribing now i had the ultimate like email collection by the way my email list was pretty big but i just wasn't so i know you're not allowed to talk about size in this show with regards to podcast lists and, and email lists but um basically i thought you know i don't want to lose these people because i'm like collecting them like it's my email collection i don't want to lose these people so god forbid never email them whatever you do because i hate me but then and to be fair back then they would have done because if I'm literally every day would be saying to them, buy stuff, buy stuff, buy stuff, which is what my emails were, who the hell wants to read that every day? You know, we've all, we've, we all know, I'm sure you can even think of the company's names, the people who send you an email every day saying, buy this, buy this, buy this. In the end, it goes to spam. It just drops off a cliff. You don't want to read it anymore. And that's what my emails were. And that's why I was terrified of sending them more than once a week.
0: Right. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you're, you were sending one email a week and it was, a list of sort of end of you know what was going off was it is that is that kind of what it was no it was like, need new flavor
2: every Friday at seven we uh, bring out new flavors so because we, we, we're because okay. basically I was doing it from home so I could only do so much in a week around teaching everything so I just do a few extra flavors and say hey guys this week at Friday at seven we've got these extra flavors coming out and just to let you know what they are that was all it was I had okay. you know what's interesting I had nothing to say and now I do not because life has changed, because literally I realise I can say stuff. It's given me a voice. And that's the thing I never thought would have happened.
0: That's interesting. So you've basically gone from turning up talking about products to talking about something else which sounds bonkers like because surely we should all be emailing about our products that's the point so the t- uh, what types of emails were you doing was it only the broadcast do you have any automation set up at all or anything like that
2: yeah I did have a few um I did have a few automations things that I've kind of cobbled together but it's all really salesy now this is why I look at it if you go into a shop and literally a bit like Kay said actually before and I think Kay's got a lot of Wisdom in this area. If you went to a shop and they literally said, Buy this, buy this, buy this. Then you walked out. You didn't buy it. You didn't buy it. Why not come back, buy this? You're not going to want to go to that shop very often. But if you go in there and it's like, Are you all right? Yeah, I've had a terrible night. What happened? Well, this, this, and this, and this happened. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And then you build rapport with the person and you have a conversation. You're much more likely to buy something because you're not buying the item. You're buying from Dan. You're buying from Kay. You're buying from Giselle or whoever. And, and I think that's the difference that before I was just literally saying buy stuff and then hoping they'd come. And it's not, that's what most email marketing is. Let's be honest. It, you know, most people do that and I I didn't appreciate it could be better and it should be better than that. Um, and in terms of results, it was pretty poor. I mean, I haven't got the numbers to hand, but I remember never thinking that email marketing was going to be big. I remember thinking it's dead. It's like, so year 2000, we've moved on surely from this now. Um, and actually, I'm going to talk in a minute because I think it, does, it is relevant to my change of mindset on that as well, because it, it made me realize that the email isn't a marketing technique. It's actually a communication technique. It's more of a community builder. And I never I never got that at this time last year.
1: That's really cool. So as you were going getting into this and, and studying stuff, what was the first change that you made where you really felt a difference?
2: Right. So what happened is about my journey. So when I joined the league, I just thought, you know, I'm just going to watch the videos and join the hotline calls and uh, it's around inbox 2021 that I joined and um, my car was failing its MOT that day I remember it clearly that's that made an email later and, um, and I remember just like thinking well, this is a bit of fun and you know I don't know what these guys are on about and um, when you join of course there's all these kind of insider terms you don't really understand like overture campaign and time lord and you I haven't got a clue what's going on here so I just sat and watched for quite a few months and just put the time into learning. And I thought I could, I could email twice a week. So that's what, that's the first thing I did. I thought I'll email twice a week and I'll try and put a bit of personality into it rather than just the sales email. That's all I'll do. And really things got quite tough for me. So last July and August, you know, I remember the sales really hard and I suddenly thought, no, this is mad. I've got to just ask for help. So I did. And I remember saying in a call once, what can I do because I really want to get sales in. And um, and Kennedy gave me quite a stern talking to about what do you actually do to make sales in your business? Or are you just doing the stuff around it? And I thought he's so right. What, what should I do? So I started taking it seriously and just experimenting. And and those early emails are, were not great. I mean, you know, they didn't do a lot. I don't think they even helped my business along. They didn't build rapport much, but you've got to just do it sometimes and just learn that way. And then it came up to kind of the time when all our prices and our ingredients have gone up. And I said, what am I gonna do because I really am worried here that you know, I need to put my ingredients up, I'm terrified, my list gonna hate me. And then you basically spoke sort of through a strategy and said, well, why didn't you approach it in this way with these campaigns? And I was blown away by how successful that was because it changed from apologizing and being on the back foot defensive to suddenly bringing my customers with me and saying, this is why the prices are going up. We make no extra out of this, by the way, it's literally just paying for the, the ingredients. And customers love that honesty. They loved the respect I showed them and they came with me. And then just from those two campaigns, you know, the sales went up hugely because trust and rapport and honesty was there. And that's the basis of any relationship. And that's why I think those campaigns are so successful for me.
0: I think what's really a really interesting thing I want to pull out of that is you said that you're taking your subscribers on the journey with you. I think a lot of email marketing is us versus them. We're the business, big or small, like massive businesses making billions down to tiny businesses making hundreds of pounds or dollars. It feels like we're the business, we've got a thing and we need to convince somebody to buy the thing and it's a war, it's a battle, it's us versus them and we've got to win by convincing them to buy the thing and give us their money. And I think what you've, pulled on there really interestingly that I just want to really put a button on for everybody is, it's not. As soon as you can realize that we're all in this journey, you can bring them with you. They're on your email list because in your case, Dan, they want to still enjoy sweet treats, but they also want to continue with the lifestyle of their healthier eating, whether it's completely keto or or just healthier treats, whatever level they're at you're solving that problem and they can they can have the solution to that problem and and you're going to send them cakes and they're going to send you cash and and that's okay it's not a war it's not a battle it's not us versus them it's you being completely transparent and i think i think and i've never really thought about this before rob but one of the cornerstones to the way we do and obviously teach Um, email marketing is because we have in our business the whole time we've had this idea of radical transparency which is you just tell people the truth we call it selling by telling the truth and it's a crazy idea but in a world where levels of trust are so low I think it's it's really, really interesting. So, do you have like any revenue numbers that you that you want to share in terms of whether it's a particular campaign or anything like that, so we can see the kind of impact this has had for you?
2: Yeah. So, um, there's one that you may know about, but there's also one you don't know because I thought I'll keep it a little surprise. So, the first one was I I made my my welcoming sequence. So, um, for those who don't know, Robin Kennedy do this getting to know you sequence, and then. I said to them in a call, what should I add on to that? So they told me which campaigns to use. And I thought, you know what? It makes sense just to try. If I've written these emails, why not put them out to my list? Expecting nothing. I was literally thinking, I need to do an email a day. And I've already written them. So that'll save me a few days of work. That's the only way I saw it. And I tried this campaign. Plus, I also did a Time Lord, another campaign they taught me uh, to help put my prices up because I had to. And over 13 days, um, I made... This, this sounds like I'm boasting. I'm really not. I'm actually humbled by this number. Uh, £8,809 in 13 days, which is just under <laughs> $12,000. Um, and that was, and, and this is the other thing I, I haven't told you yet. This was early November when I had to put prices up. And I was really worried that I just cannibalized my Black Friday sale. On Black Friday, my emails made £9,000 in a day. Just one day, which I hadn't told you about yet. And that was literally, again, and it's not the one email that made the money. It was that, that for about a month and a half, they'd had every single day building to that point to sell it to them. Now, my customers are delighted because they're getting new products and they're getting things coming out they've never tried before. They're, you know, they might be fighting diabetes. Some, some, of my, some of my customers have got cancer, and so they're cutting their sugar for that reason or Alzheimer's or all these different reasons they have to cut their sugar. So they're getting a good deal. They're happy with it. I'm then getting the money back, which I've invested in a new chocolate making machine. So we're going to do sugar-free chocolate next. And so you just think, you know, that growth has been win-win. That They're getting something. I'm getting something. I'm growing. They're getting better things. Uh, and yeah, so in just a few campaigns, that's almost like, what, £20,000 or so in a month. What I want to just say here, right,
0: this is what inspires me so much about reading your story as you post it. Like, like many others in the Facebook group of, of your successors. And obviously everyone posts their challenges in there too. But this success story is really interesting to me because if you look at how cakes have been traditionally sold, right, someone would have a baker's on a high street and people would walk near it and have the smell of fresh baking that would pull them in like in that cartoon. You'd go in there, you'd be able to see the cake, give it, a, you see how soft and, and, and fluffy it is, the smell, everything, and you'd buy the cake. That is the fundamental way you sell any food. You can't do that on the internet. If you, Dan, can sell cakes that people can't smell, they can't see the exact piece of cake that they're going to get, if you can sell that on the internet by using admittedly, very simple emails, like there's nothing technically difficult about any of the stuff that you've implemented because we don't teach anything that's technically difficult, it's just understanding the psychology and building that up, then anybody who's listening right now, whatever you're selling, if Dan can sell flipping cakes on the internet, whatever you're selling, you can use just by the things Dan's talked about, just by building rapport, just by showing your personality by emailing a little bit more often you can certainly improve the results
1: that you're currently getting i saw something that you said earlier about the fact that it's it's obviously fundamentally a low-priced thing each unit is a low-priced thing and this is one of the questions we get asked all the time is you know I presumably i have to have some enormously expensive program or product in order to make this work but actually if you sell a thing where a top price of I think you said 30 quid. Oh, so
2: in total, our average order value is like 27 pounds, but a box is like 12 quid. Yeah.
1: Right. So just amazing. How do you feel about your email marketing now?
2: Okay. Well, I just, so much to talk about there. I think uh, first things first, it, you, the way I used to look at it was the picture of the cake, the, you know, the actual experience of your senses seeing the cake was what sold the cake. Well, that's not true the fewer pictures in your emails, the better they go, which I never would have thought that. And that's because instead of saying...
0: And
2: that's cake! And that's cake, yeah, exactly. Instead of saying, buy cake, look how beautiful my photograph is, and my pictures are stunning, I just want to say that now. Instead of saying that, what I'm saying is, hang on a minute, what about you now, customer? Can you wait any longer? Personal urgency is something I've learned this last year. Can you wait any longer to make the change in your life? What are you going to be like in a month's time, six months' time, eating these cakes, not missing out on anything that you would do in your normal life because now when you go to that birthday party you've got your own cakes you're not missing out you're not the weirdo who's oh no I can't eat cake go on go on no I've got my own now you've got your own option so that's why I suddenly realized that no actually I'm not selling cake to anyone I'm actually giving them a better future I'm giving them the option to have a better future and so my emails changed from the picture and this is a cake all raspberries all strawberries to where are you in your life right now where do you want to be and that, and that that subtle change is is everything. So if you're selling a course and you're not getting anyone who's like reading your emails, then that's your fault. Because any course creator is 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 doing exactly that. You're literally saying, I'm going to take you where you are now, and I'm going to then show you what your future could be like in a few years' time if you do what I'm telling you to do. So why? That's that's where emails perfect. It does the job where Instagram doesn't. if in fact, Instagram I've changed now. I'm now making Instagram a a method to try and get those messages on the text part of the Instagram, because the picture is going to get their attention. The text is what counts. And that's why I'm trying to bring email into everything now to really change the way that I'm communicating with people. And the next stage for me is I'm going to start a TV show next, I've decided. So it's going to be like a weekly keto cake break where I'm going to literally get the customers to then engage with me on this show on a Zoom call like we're doing now. And then do that as a live, which they can go on my podcast and it can be part of the email campaigns and actually make the customer stories, which is what I've also I haven't spoken about yet, but I'm trying to make the customer stories the focus of my email. So not only am I talking about the, each individual where they want to be in the future, I'm also saying, can you come and share with me your journey to inspire somebody else? Because we're all in this together.
0: It's so meta that obviously we're doing exactly that on this episode of the show, sharing your journey. Yeah, I know. It's, it's all going full circle. So if I was to really put you on the spot here and say, based on your journey, based on the successes you've had so far, if you were to speak to the listener right now and say, here's one thing, one action, what do you think is the one action you've done that other people could do that has had the most impact on your results and your email marketing?
2: Okay, I would say, literally think back in the last 24 hours, what has happened, break it down in your mind and then talk to your list about it and be you and just do just send a daily email, just do it every day. That simple process um, will just be life transform- transformative because I mean, email marketing now is over 55% of my business. I mean, I never would have ever have seen that number coming a year ago. And, and all I did the other day was I talked about how I almost died in a road traffic accident. And, you know, and people were buying brownies from that email. I wasn't even saying anything about my cake business. I was literally saying, I was driving down the road the other day. And I remember two years ago when the bonnet flew up and I almost died. And people were writing back, are oh, you okay? Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And they, they know me now. So that literally just talking about a story. So that's what I'd recommend to you. Just literally think about something that's happened to you um, and then just write about it to your list and just be, just be authentic, be, be genuine.
1: There's a really big thing there where you say that email is such a huge percentage of your business. And for somebody who's listening and isn't doing any email marketing right now, or they're just sending, you know, a monthly newsletter or something. And right now, email is probably 0% of their business. You've got to realize that this isn't going to creep in and take up half of your current business. It's going to add on to your current business. Like that's, that's yeah. a huge percentage of revenue you don't currently have right now because you're not using email. And that's really powerful. So what do you plan on doing next with your email marketing? What's next?
2: Yeah. So I'm trying to make sure, I mean, at the moment, I've got to confess, I only email my list once a day. It's not as often as I'd like um, because, you know, I've had to really hold back on that by the way, because I, I literally think, Oh, I could email my list about that. I can have that conversation. I can do this and the other. So I really have to keep it down to one one email a day because I'm trying to be good. Um, So next it's going to be really with a campaign, which I know you guys know you invented it called the Daisy chain. I've been building about six of these now. And I literally get customers to come on, we do a chat like this. We then record their, their story and we take little snippets from it. So I've got somebody who talks about diabetes, somebody who talks about cancer, someone talks about weight loss. I mean, one lady lost, I think it's 15 stone eating our cakes. That's like the weight of a, a grown person It's huge. Um, and so I literally get them on together, share their scam results, and then I'm using that in email campaigns. So I'm trying to get it a lot more kind of integrated to storytelling from the customers. And also the next thing I've realized is. Um, I used to just broadcast a massive message to everyone. And now the segmentation part is my next phase to really break it down to who's bought for me before, who knows me well, who's bought for me lots of times, because it's such a varied message. You know, if you if you just had a room full of people, some of your family members, some are strangers and you talk to them in the same way, that would be really odd. And I feel now I want to break them down into, oh, this is so-and-so. You know, I know I know about her cat, for instance. I know her really well. This is somebody who doesn't know me. They're not going to get these references and breaking down the segmentations to make it a more authentic conversation.
0: Awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so taking that core thing and, like you say, segmenting it, keeping it hyper-relevant so people know how it's actually going to apply to them, how it's going to help them, which means there's, there's less what we call mental calories for somebody to burn, ironically, um, for them to get to how this affects me. how They don't have to make that leap themselves. You're making those... Those leaps. I absolutely love it. So I've, you're doing all this stuff. You're emailing every day. You're, you're working on this other stuff now as well. Yes. Okay. It's It's 55% in your business at the moment with automations in place. It may very well grow. Hopefully you should. Would you now say that email, do you feel like this email marketing stuff's like taking over your life and taking up too much time? Like it sounds like a lot, a big
2: burden. How do you feel about it? Oh, it's completely opposite way around. So You know, at first the thought of doing anything is quite hard, but I'm lucky in the way that I've got kids. So my timetable is based around them. So quite often, instead of sitting down for an hour, pondering what I'm going to be writing, I'm like, oh my God, I've got 10 minutes before this happens. So I better just do it, which is probably the best discipline for me because it means that it just has to happen. Whereas if you give it all the time in the world, you'll fill that time and not complete anything. Well, in my case, it wouldn't. So what I do now is I've got a bit of a method. I literally think about what's been happening in the last 24 hours. If that doesn't work then i go to your template you gave us for lots of generating of ideas so one came up saying about um talk about a school assembly and i was like oh i used to be a teacher i used to give assemblies oh i remember that conflict with my head of department when he wasn't happy when i did this in assembly so you know next thing you know you've got a story to tell and then you just just write it and the best thing you can do is just get it out there so i do it in a google doc first write it down then put it into my email sender and then it's only at the end of the whole process i then think what am I going to put as a first line? What am I going to put as a subject line for this? Um, mm. Just just do it, you know. And, and the best thing is with this is that, you know, we have this real idea that somehow we're doing it in front of a big panel of judges. Nobody really is caring about your emails if you're doing it badly. They're ignoring you anyway. So just try new things. It doesn't matter if you think you're going to make a, a fool of yourself, you're really not. And then as you, and I had a quite a big list, so I was a bit nervous about changing the tack. And people did, by the way, I lost like 200 subscribers in a week and I was freaking the hell out. Then the next two <laughs> weeks, I got another 600. So, you know, you get your right people coming in, the ones who don't like you much leave. And and I will share something which was, you know, really quite painful at the time. In October last year, I, I was really worried because, you know, my son was in hospital and he's quite ill. And I was actually in the hospital room thinking, well, I've got 10 minutes, so I'll write an email. I sent it to my list about, I'm literally in hospital right now with my son and everything's fine to let you know. And somebody wrote back saying, I don't want to hear about you, some child in hospital. Uh, and, and that was horrible. And Rob said, well, it's your list. They don't have to be there. And I thought, yeah, you're right. I'm going to own this. This is my list. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about on my list. And if they don't like that, they can join somebody else's list and, and see pictures and get told to buy stuff all day long. But on this list, I talk about what I'm into. And if you don't like it, that's well, my business. And it, and it works because people who like you will stay and then they'll become loyal. So that's how it all ties together. But I always forget what question I've been asked. And I just go off on one. So I hope that answers no, this something. Great. this is great. This is great. This is great. This Final is great. Final question
1: then. What would you say? Because obviously, I mean, selling cake on the internet, we keep saying it, and you're one of our regular sort of examples that we wheel out, because selling cake on the internet sounds impossible. And there are a lot of people who say that, you know, they, ah, that's fine firm Dan. He sells cake. And, you know, cake's easy to sell with email. And they, they just <laughs> like, they post justify that. What would you say to people who say that email marketing won't work for their business? Because what they sell is different.
2: Right. I'm going to sound really um, like pretentious now, but I'm not actually selling cake. That's just what pays the bills. I'm selling a grassroots movement for change to take on sugar. That's what I'm doing. So I'm trying to actually change the way we see the world. We know, we know about diet Coke, but this is diet cake. You know, this is like, you you know, you can cut your sugar in your drink. So let's do it in our food. And When you consider the nhs budget but i'm into politics too so this is my thing the nhs budget is like 10 billion a year on diabetes treatment i mean that is horrific that's almost 10 percent and that's what we're trying to do here trying to help actual people make a change in their lives so once you put it in that point of view this is where email marketing comes in you're actually talking about what we are trying to achieve together for the individual for society for the big picture stuff as well now how can you do that well this cake for instance has this like you know 0.1 grams of sugar in it virtually nothing once you change that perspective the cake is actually way bigger than a piece of cake but if you see your your course as being oh you pay this much money and i'm going to apologize it's that much i'm so sorry but you get for this that and the other then of course you're not going to get anywhere when you see what you've got as a solution to the vision the dream the idea then suddenly you are changing things at a massive level and the next level for me is actually get togethers, bringing people together around the UK, groups who can then work with their MPs to try and make change in mitigation, uh, to make change in, for instance, like petitions and protests or changing buying habits, anything. It's much bigger than just a piece of cake. And if, and if, you, if you only think of it in those terms, then I think you limit your vision for what you're trying to achieve.
0: Wow, that, that got deep, didn't it? That was a better I mean,
1: answer than we could ever give
0: it. Ever yeah, give it. <laughs> bloody hell, that was, that was amazing. Look, uh, you've got lots to say. You've got so much going on. If you want to see what you're doing, if you want to check out your cakes and all your emails, uh, where can we go to find out more about you, Dan?
2: Yeah, so um, if you want to sign up to my email list, you're more than welcome. Uh, if you go to deliciouslyguiltfree.com, um, and also I do a podcast where I get people on uh, to talk about cutting back on sugar and carbs, and that's called UK Low Carb, and it's on all podcast apps.
0: Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're now going to zoom into this week's... Subject Subject line line of the week. week. Subject line of of the week. week. Rob,
1: you've got a subject line for us. Yeah, this is one that's... uh... Being used quite, quite a bit and it's just actually a subject line it's just the merge field for the first name that's literally just it so the subject line is just their first name merged in that does mean if they've opted in with dickhead as their name it's just going to be dickhead in the subject line actually not, happened actually happened actually happened, ha- actually happened. Uh, not a lot you can do about that but um, it just works when the email there's a thing that we teach a lot called the seed email it's the very short sharp to the point email that goes out first in a campaign just to like grab your hyper responders and hurl them in the direction of the thing and so that first uh, that, that subject line works really well for that kind of email like it's just hey um, we've do, we're, we're doing a training go and check it out is just the email for example and then that's just the subject line so it's literally just their first name and if you haven't listened to it already in a previous episode we talked about the one essential email template that everybody needs to have in their business which is basically the one that you have that goes out by accident if you forget to fill it in and that's actually the subject line of that email too so that's why it's good because it just sits there it doesn't mean anything
0: Yeah, that's this week's
1: subject line line of of the week, week. subject line Line of of the the week.
0: week. Massive thanks for having Dan Grief on the show. Thanks for making the time to come out and hang out with us. Really appreciate it. We've got more guests like Dan talking about their inspirational stories, other great expert guests as well, and a new episode of the show every single week. If you haven't already hit the subscribe button on your podcast player, make sure you do that because we'd hate you to miss out on a single episode. Right, that's it for next week. We'll see you then. Bye.